Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And it's seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my insipid little show, and uh, it's no longer Monday, so we have that going for us. The world is still stupid. The phone lines are open 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Donald Trump. Um, you know, one thing we're, we're hearing about Trump more and more uh, when you're talking about other uh, Republicans who are who are running, you know, in the, in the primary season here, <clears throat> the one they, they got to come up with something, right? They 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 got to they're running against Donald Trump. Uh, numerically, statistically, he is light years away, you know, ahead of everybody else. So they they got to come up with something, which is difficult. I've been saying for a while now that they're all pretty much running on the same crap Trump did and <laughs> initially ran on. A lot of the policies you hear out of the DeSantis camp and and uh, all these others, even that meatball, that talking piece of cannoli, uh, the the fat guy there, Fatty Arbuckle out of New Jersey, Chris Christie, it, it's all Trumpy stuff. <laughs> They're selling Trump stuff, so they, they got to come up with a criticism. And the one I don't know if you've noticed this, the one they seem to have come up with is he didn't drain the swamp. I'm hearing that over and over again. DeSantis, he didn't drain the swamp. He he, he failed. He's a failed pre- He didn't make it. He didn't fulfill that campaign promise. He did not drain the swamp. The swamp still freaking exists. And uh, this is my honest reaction. My honest reaction is, well, that's all they got. That that they got they got something. That's what they're going to run with. They got nothing else. They're looking at the same numbers. DeSantis all of a sudden is tanking big time, and he he didn't have all that. The the greatest numbers in the world anyway. He was in the 20s uh, classically throughout this whole thing. Trump is classically in the 40s and 50s and 60s. And so they're seeing what's going on with Trump in that, first off, no matter how much or how many indictments they level against this guy, no matter how much the swamp goes after him and the Democrats and the Biden people, he wins. It's It's sliding right off him. And his numbers continue to skyrocket. And again, from my dollar, if you look at what the issues are that are largely concerning Americans right now, it's pretty much all stuff that Trump has done before, right? Border stuff, violence in the streets, federal prosecutors that will actually prosecute people. Things are sucking big time in America right now, and uh, uh, people know that Donald Trump would would fix a lot of that just by being Trump and doing what he did the first time. And the other guys know how well he is tracking on things like like crime and violence and the border and education. Uh, not to mention, uh, you know, good old-fashioned uh, Trumpism that, hey, it's pretty cool to be an American, at least for the moment. Uh, if you look at opinion polls, you'll find that most Americans, and, and I think, I know this will seem weird to you, but I think I actually represent a lot of Americans who are kind of in the middle. It's kind of a classic, uh, uh, the classic uh, idea of uh, conservative when it comes to national security and the economy, and maybe a little bit more progressive when it comes to social issues. At least I used to be that way. I don't know, not, not exactly where I, I'm sure where I am right now, but. Most people are moderate. Most people are sensible, you know. Prior to the whole trans trip, you know, most people are like, well, hey, if that's how you want to live, go right ahead. But, hey, I want a strong military. I want a strong economy. And so they know if they plug Trump in there, if that's possible even, with all the forces allied against him, that he'll fix stuff. Uh, Everybody else is an unknown quantity. Even DeSantis with his success in Florida you know, they, 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 I guess they're a little dicey on him. So DeSantis is going with this. He didn't drain the swamp thing. That's the drumbeat right now. And, uh, you know, arguably uh, Trump was about that business until Trump had to start spending seven days a week, 24 hours a day, fighting the swamp, uh, which is really what the last, the final reel of his initial presidency was all about, right? It was covid uh, the, I believe they cheated an election. Uh, even at that point, they were running a freaking cada- a cadaver that nobody liked, but they already had the fix in, so it didn't matter. 
Uh, so I, I, he says uh, if, if reelected, he will, in fact, continue to drain the swamp. He was talking the other night, I think, on, or the other morning on that Sunday morning show on Fox that, uh, you know, uh, uh, he fired more people. I fired more people than any other president, you know. So uh, I, I have no worries that Trump, if he were to get back into office, based upon especially what he's endured, since leaving office, that he's going to go into the FBI, he's going to go into the DOJ. One of the things he did before uh, he left office was he he reclassified about 2 million federal workers as Schedule F, which they are not currently. Uh, Schedule F, when you're Schedule F, as I understand it, this this is new to me, uh, then the president individually has more control over your output, uh, your proficiency in your in, in whatever you're doing. Are you actually doing the job? Uh, the president, when you're classified as Schedule F, uh, can do performance reviews and you know look at what you're doing as a uh, an employee of the federal government and expect things from you if you don't measure up well he'll fire your ass and that's what i guess schedule f accomplishes it, trump signed that uh, into existence before he left biden one of the first things he did was scrap it roll it back also in reading about you know setting up myself for the story and I'm, I'm i'm looking at two million federal workers we talk about the deep state and what it is well this is what it is you know what it is it's people who are completely freaking out unaccountable to anybody else about about anything and they're making really important decisions on policy through kind of an around-the-corner methodology, and they're accountable to no one. They don't have to come in on budget. They they don't have to really even work in whatever specific <laughs> responsibilities they have. They're, they're, they're people who end up writing regulations and end up uh, accomplishing things that affects you and our our lives. And they're not elected. Uh, the FBI, the DOJ, the Department of, Ed- of Education, the IRS is stupid with these people. It's a rot. It really is. And Schedule F is a step in the right dis- uh, direction. But holy crap, the man's not going to be able to roll back several generations uh, it's actually many generations uh, of the evolution of this secondary government, this dark class of people behind the scenes that are actually pulling the strings. Baby, you're not going to roll that back in four years with a pandemic and with those very same people actively hostile towards you. So the whole idea that Trump didn't drain the swamp and he said he was going to drain the swamp, I kind of I react to that in the same way when I well he didn't build the wall, well he did he just didn't finish it. <laughs> he built more wall than anybody else, you know what I mean. So that's all they got. Uh, he he didn't drain the swamp. I, I don't think it I don't think it hurts Trump. I think there's preciously little that's going to hurt Trump right now. Uh, save for when they actually do cheat the election, uh, and they've been in, they've been up in their game. They've been up in their game. If you think about this. The the villains within our uh, within our own government uh, have uh, you know been up at bat three times right as far as uh, manipulating an election didn't work out for them in 2016. It did work out for them in my opinion in 2020. Uh, so by the time 2024 rolls around, I, I, I honestly I believe the fix is already in. I think they probably perfected their craft. And they're really, really good at cheating. So I, I don't know specifically what the fix is. I don't think it's all the it's all these indictments against Trump. I think it's a part of it, but I don't know, man. Certainly, uh, I'm not going to change my uh, future vote based on whether he did or did not, you know, drain the entire freaking swamp. Because baby, that in and of itself is going to take a few generations. How does that make you feel? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Man, we're back 22 minutes after 9. I'm Sean. Hi. 
talking about how the, all the uh, Republican dudes on the campaign trail are now uh, their 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 one argument about Trump or against Trump is that he's, he's he didn't drain the swamp. How do you feel about that? Here's Mike. Mike, how you doing? Hey, all right. So just trying to make it through the heat, Sean. Oh, it's hot, man. <laughs> it is. Uh, uh, pardon my ignorance, but maybe I've been living under a rock or something. But what are you referring to? Draining the swamp. Draining the sw- uh, the deep state. The uh, kind of folks behind the government that uh, are unelected characters who you know really sort of uh, move policy. Uh, and okay. affect things, and nobody nobody votes for them. They're just there, and and these are largely the people that populate the FBI and the DOJ. And okay, getting rid of the riffraff. Yes, the riffraff. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, that clears that up for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I'm I can help you out. From under my rock. No, you're fine, man. Go back to sleep. Uh, here, <laughs> here's one. It's all right. I sleep under oh, a rock man. most nights. What's going on, dude? I know, man. I just wanted to comment, man. All I know, this is what I know. When what? Trump was president, I mean, life was good. I had more money in my pocket. I felt more American than I do now. And uh, I, 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 don't, I didn't feel like I had to pay for everybody. You know? I agree. Dude, I agree with you. away the money. I agree with you. giving away the money, but the taxpayers are paying for it. We are. We're, we're paying for we. You and I are paying for our country to be destroyed out from beneath us. Okay, while you are struggling and you're working, uh, you're working your ass off. You know, uh, uh, this is what's happening. And and you're right. If if the question if the if the election were a fair contest and the election resided on answering this question, was your life better under Trump than it has been under Biden? The answer is a no brainer. And Frankly, so is Joe Biden at this point. <laughs> exactly, man. Damn. All right, Juan, we'll get through it, man. Jesus loves you, man. Well, I walk with God, man. I, I trust God. I trust God. That, that's my big thing these days. I just I I don't get worried about nothing. I just trust God, and it's all gonna we're, we'll we'll get through this somehow. But it is bad. I'm not saying it's bad. And I when it comes to Trump, I. I I don't know how how the you know the the how they allow him to become president again one way or the other. I mean, they, they, I do believe they cheated that last election. They cheated the snot out of that thing, and they used a pandemic that was killing millions of people around the world to do it. It's just my opinion, and they're going to be about it uh, again. They're already about it, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I don't I don't know what happens to America if we have to continue to sustain and endure the people who are currently flushing us down the crapper. I, I don't know if we can continue on in our current form. I'm not trying to bum you out. And I got some funny crap to talk about here coming up in a few minutes. But you're definitely living in very strange times. I do want to mention this b- briefly. Uh, they're letting Jack and I out of the station for, for a day. Uh, this Friday, we're both doing our shows live from Kitchen Designs by Giovanni. Looking forward to that. Uh, I, I can't remember the last time I did a live broadcast. It's been a while. It's been pre-COVID, I think, James. I don't remember. It's been so damn long. Uh, so this will be fun. So you can come by uh, Kitchen Designs by, Kitchen Designs by Giovanni and, and pelt me with rocks and stones. You make me move and stuff with a stick, you know. <laughs> Well, like an animal, people can just like an poke. animal in the zoo. Look, kids, if we poke like, them right here, let's make the talk show host move. <laughs> no feeding. No, don't don't try to don't attempt to feed me while I'm there. I'm on a very very precise diet. Okay. Uh, so anyway, that'll be fun. That's uh, a Friday. I just want to mention that, uh, and and later on, we'll also give away some more gunslinger tickets. It's uh, 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 this weekend they're doing a, a match. Uh, it's a uh, uh, first responders uh, afternoon, I guess. Uh, where if you're a first responder, you're a cop, you're a fireman, a fire person, sorry, <laughs> paramedic, first responder, you get in for free, and we'll we'll give uh, the rest of you a chance to uh, to go uh, coming up before the show's over, and we'll we'll be doing that all week as well. Uh, let's see, just very briefly, uh, I had to have a conversation with my wife last night to reassure her 
that now that Sofia Vergara is breaking up with her dude and she's on the market again, I, I, baby, I love you. We're married. I'm not going to re- return her calls. I, I'm, she can bug me all she wants, but you're my girl, baby. You're my wife. Okay, Sophia is going to have to find uh, the next guy on her own. Just saying. Now my top fan badge is going to help. Yes. Do you realize, James, and I have a great deal of respect for you, and we, I think we have a pretty good working relationship, how much I would despise you if you got hooked up with Sophia Vergara? Do you realize that I would seethe with hatred? If I win the night? Powerball, I'm hooking See, up with Sophia Vergara. I knew Vergara. you were going to bring that up. Yes. I knew. That's the only way. If James, because you're a game, I'm sure you're going to buy one, right? I play all the time. I love the Powerball. If you were to win the Powerball and win a billion dollars. I'm dating Sophia And Vergara. then hook up with Sophia Vergara, I would, I would loathe you. I would hate every, I would hate the sight of you. She's so pretty. She's so pretty and funny. She's age appropriate. She's fifty. She's fifty. She is. She's she's you're in in the wheelhouse there. I just love her so much. I don't mind having a stepson. That'd be cool. He's older. I'm beginning to hate you now because if you if you if you actually did hook up with Sofia Vergara, that would I'm I'm be, I'm sorry. It would upset me. It would just upset me, James. We probably share culinary, uh, you know, similarities. Remember your loyalties, okay? Remember, okay, who you got to look at every day for for four hours a day, okay? Stay away from Sophia. She doesn't wear Crocs. She's so pretty. She doesn't wear Crocs. (laughs) You didn't. How dare you? 210-599-5555. Smartphone or a smart speaker? Smart listener, when you stream us. Streaming radio now. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. 939 on a Tuesday. It's no longer Monday. It's cool. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, we brought this up on, on Where and Rima, and I want to revisit this. I, I'm the first to admit, and I, I'm going to just, for the record, that when Fast Car came out, was it 1988? That song depressed the crap out of me, and I, I hated listening to it. Yeah, but then again, I'm a white guy, so maybe it was supposed to depress me. I don't know. Now, having said that, it's an incredible song. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just an incredible. If you read the, the the lyrics, I mean, she had some real poetry going on there with that with that song. It did very very well. Uh, I think the album. I don't remember what the album was called, but the album sold over thirty million or something like that, or it has since then. Uh, she won. Uh, Tracy Chapman won three Grammys. Uh, for for that for that record. She's now 59 years of age, and I, Luke Combs, and I, I'm the first to admit also that I don't know a whole lot about Luke Combs. I think my, my wife follows him. She likes him, you know, a lot. I, I don't know much about him. He's a country, country music singer. Uh, he's also a honky, and apparently he has a version of Fast Car that is doing very, very well. And as what, what I'm reading is that it wasn't even... Uh, a, a, a song on the on the, his new album that he ever thought would get on the radio or, or be get a lot of play. It's what we used to call an album cut, you know, back when we had albums. But it's for whatever reasons, it's it's gotten out and people really really like it. And I we I hadn't heard it until this morning. We played a, a few bars of it on the on the Where and Rima show. It's really good. I mean, I, I it's really good. I mean, it's not, again, not a song that I sit and listen to over and over again, but it, it's a very good version of that song. Well, that's complicated. <laughs> Quote, unquote, that's complicated. According to the Washington Post. Uh, quote, although many are thrilled to see Fast Car back in the spotlight and a new generation discovering Chapman's work, it's clouded by the fact that as a black queer woman, that's hard to say, black queer woman, <laughs> Chapman, 59, would almost would have almost zero chance of that achievement herself in country music. So because she's a black queer woman, and, and yeah, we're going to talk about the word queer uh, coming up here momentarily. 
Uh, because, you know, the, the pop popular mythology amongst liberal idiots who don't even freaking listen to country music is that country music is just populated by black people hating white guys, you know? It's just that, oh, and queers. We hate queers, too. You like country music, you gotta hate the queers. Yee, doggy. That's the mythology. That's the narrative. And so, you know, a black queer chick can't make it in country music because she can't get around the white redneck establishment. And so uh, this article in the Washington Puke uh, even cites something called the Black Opry, which I didn't even even know exists. That just sounds stupid. The Black Opry. We're the Black Dam. They had to throw the word dam into it right in the middle there, James. It ought to be the Black Dam Opry. Uh, They're claiming that uh, Tracy Chapman, they're they're disappointed. Quote, unquote, we're disappointed at uh, Tracy Chapman being a, quote, middleman for a white man's success. Oh, sit down and shut up, man. You know how much money she's making off of that cover? Look, first off, you know, some anybody doing a cover of your song, especially somebody who's already successful and doesn't have to do it, is a real compliment to you. Tracy Chapman, I guess they, we, we just read the uh, her response, right, James, on the air a little while ago? Very happy. <laughs> I mean, she said, it's introducing new fans to my work who may not know who the blank I am. Because that was 30, 35 years ago. So she thinks it's great. She's taking it for the compliment that it is. Not to mention she gets freaking paid, you know, every time somebody listens to it. She's, you know, I, I just this stuff is so freaking perplexing to me uh, and stupid. It's because they want the, like you say, the, the racial tension, the division. The, yes. The Black Opry, according to them, is home black for black artists, fans, and industry <laughs> professionals working in country, Americana, blues, and folk music. She won the Grammy for Best Contemporary Folk Album for her debut album. Yes. So isn't that accepting? I, I, guess, I guess it's not good enough, man, because some, some, some whitey did it, uh, you know, now is making all kinds of money. You know, a black queer could never make it... <laughs> Just say, even saying that just makes my skin crawl. A black queer woman would just never make it in country music today. Darius Rucker is black. I, I don't know if he's a queer woman trapped inside a puffy black dude, middle-aged body. I don't know, but he, he, Darius Rucker. Remember, Old Crow Medicine School is one of my, you know, or medicine show, rather. Old Crow Medicine Show did a song called Wagon Wheel. Which is what their version, especially, is one of my all-time favorite songs. It's just it's a great song. And Darius Rucker, who was the singer for Hootie and the Blowfish, <laughs> which at the time in 1990 I really despised, or 1994, whenever that was. Now it's like I, I'm such an old fart. I'm actually digging the Hootie again. I can't explain it because I only want to be with you, Darius Rucker, a black guy who was known for his light and pop songs on the uh, adult contemporary dial, crossed over to country music, dominated by black people hating white guys, right? With massive belt buckles. And if I'm not correct, you know, if I'm not misquoting it, he did quite well uh, with his version of Wagon Wheel. It's a great version. I mean, that dude has an amazing voice. And I don't remember the white establishment trying to keep Darius down, man. <laughs> you know? The white establishment was like, that's the guy from Moody. He sings badass country music. So, I, I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's, you know, this is problematic and complicated. No, You know what? No, it isn't. It really, really isn't. Tracy Chapman, yeah, is getting... Look, when you, when you buy one of those, you know, I, I don't know, I guess they're downloads now, the greatest hits from the 80s, you know, what do you see? She blinded me with freaking science. <laughs> right? Don't you kind of see all the usual suspects? Girls just want to have fun. Right? Uh, that song by Peter Gabriel. <laughs> but so you don't tend to see Tracy Chapman. Well, I guess that was, was that? No, that was 1988. That was last late, mid to late 80s. Tracy Chapman's, that song doesn't come up. I mean, Give Me Another Reason was a few years later. I was playing Give Me Another Reason a lot, you know, new 
1994. Uh, so that first record, nobody know. Nobody's these kids today love the freaking '80s. That's true, right? And it's a big retro '80s thing. But they're not necessarily going to stumble across Tracy Chapman. So the fact that Luke Combs did this song and is bringing in a whole new fan base, what the hell's wrong with that? How the hell is that racist? No, no, no. 210-599-5555. Very quickly, here's Alex. Alex, how are you? Good, brother. Thank you. What are you thinking? Uh, real quick. Well, um, uh, Louis Armstrong. I remember a comment from Louis Armstrong. It was uh, something along the lines of, there are two vibes, the vibe on the stage and the vibe in the crowd. You kind of just got to focus on which which one you're you're focused on. <laughs> is this and, about uh, Miranda no, Lambert or is this about Tracy Chapman? Tracy Chapman. Oh, okay. I'm leading to that now. So, right. um, you know what happened to Billie Holiday or Memphis Minnie? You know, that was ever a problem. No, I mean, I uh, I mean Charlie and I appreciate the call. Charlie Pride. Trey brought up Charlie Pride. Charlie Pride pretty much destroys any argument that you know the black man is kept out of country music by you know white guys in tight jeans. Two one zero, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I think that they are smart. Knowledge. I learn things. They're entertaining, informative. It's power. We get some news. We get a lot of our news. That's where I get my news. News and information. Power up. That's where I get my news. On News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA. I'm Sean. I think I'm just going to identify as a black queer woman. I'm Sean, I'm black, I'm queer, and I'm here. We and already, I ain't going away, damn it. We already knew this. Did you, you you guys have known this for a long time about me, haven't you? Where I have just you haven't I accepted it. No. <laughs> you guys know that I'm a black black queer woman trapped inside a straight white man's middle-aged body. That's right. You knew before I did, Christian. That's why. Who I, I really am. That's why and I'm over here. It, it's time for me to come out and just be my natural self. Sean, as a black damn queer woman, acceptance <laughs> is the key to everything. We have to find the answers from within. That's right. Look within, young <laughs> Padawan. How well could you snap your fingers? Not very well. Oh, we we got to work on that, you yeah. black queer woman. I, I heard I it. That was good, James. No, well, that was me. My snap was weak. That's what my wife says. I'm so sorry. Hey, when your prostate's the size of a soccer ball, anyway, um. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, <laughs> He's aspiring. There's a bunch for, of middle-aged dudes listening to me. They know what I'm talking about. You're aspiring for basketball size, just not quite there yet. I, I'm saying that I am a black, queer, very tall woman trapped inside a man's body, and I want to go play for the Spurs. Oh, okay? tall. You, you okay? I'm. I'm. I also identify as being taller than I am. Pay uh, attention, Christian. I, I know you're new to the gig, but pay attention here. I'm scribbling. I'm a black queer <laughs> m- woman. Who is also very tall. That's how I identify. I'm confused. And I want to go to the Black Damn Opera and say, here's my black queer ass. It, it, James was uh, saying that they have, like, at the Black Opry, there's nothing racist about that. At the Black Opry, they actually have, like, what, like, pride stuff? Yeah, Black so there's Opry, gay pride. Black o- there's a gay Black Opry. Mm-hmm. There's a gay Black Opry. It's getting tough to keep up. It really, you know, I can't even, I have to cut and paste <laughs> every time I see the LGBTQ2 spirit apostrophe semicolon. I, I don't, dude, it's like 14 characters long at this point. And growing. And growing. I have to cut and paste that crap. I, I have to have notes. If, if I want to talk about the, you know, it used to be just gays and lesbians. Remember the good old days in America when people were just gay? You know what I mean? I love gay people. I had no problem with gay people. They're snappy dressers. They tend to be more interesting than straight people. But now, the trans trip, you know, where it's all the letters and I'm two spirits and I'm half an honor and I'm, you know, and uh, I, I'm, I'm not only black, queer, and gay, and, and I'm identifying as the opposite gender. I'm also a timber wolf, and, and, and you have to <laughs> treat me like a freaking timber wolf. Oh. I mean, they're putting litter boxes in the public schools, for Christ's sake, in mm. the bathrooms. Yeah. For people who identify as cats. Sorry for the people in Newport, Rhode Island. The 728 show is sold out for the Black Opry review. 
<laughs> you can Where? get it in Newport, Rhode Island. Because I'm sure the Black Opera is really popular in Rhode Island. Well, that's probably why it's sold out. Not a big venue. Oh, uh, Brittany, uh, Madison, uh, we can't go to the Black Opera this weekend, so I guess we'll just eat lobster. <laughs> I would be ashamed to be part of something called the Black Opera if I was black. You know what I mean? Is that a real Wait, thing? Am I not good enough for the regular Opry? I got to go to the Black Opry? It's it a real thing? Yes, I it get, yes, it's a real thing. Not the grand. Okay, I got you. Is there a Mexican Opry? You know, I mean, do we have a Mexican Opry? I'll ask my wife if there's a Spanish Opry. If, uh, the Berkeley, California show, August 4th. There oh, are tickets God. available. Because they love country music in, in Berkeley. <laughs> as long as they're black queers doing it, it's okay. <laughs> then they're edgy and bold, and we support their courage. But a couple of white people come. If, if any white men come to Berkeley and sing country music, they're racist. I hate everything. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? Uh, the phone lines are open 210 599 5555. 210 just I was checking out Fox News because I want to talk about Fox News here in a second, but the, the lead story. Uh, that they're running with now. Video of Biden's family business deals, defense, fuels, anticipation for explosive hearings. So they're, I guess the story, I, this is the first time hearing about it. I'm not that hip, though. So, But this is the first time hearing about it. They might have video of what Hunter Biden wheeling and dealing, I wonder. With Biden, you know, the old man over, the big guy over his shoulder, maybe. I don't know. The thought that came into my mind, you know, immediately uh, concerning the idea of seeing, you know, Hunter Biden, who is a skis, by the way. Actually, Hunter Biden is the skis that collects underneath the skis, okay? He's the double skis. He, he's the stuff that makes the skis dirty, okay? The thought that popped in my head immediately, I bet his, I bet his wheeling and dealing style is like the guy that got capped in Die Hard, you know what I mean? Come on, hands! Where's my check? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, I, I bet he's like, he's kind of a jerk. He's a jerk anyway. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. Well, here's what's going to happen to Hunter Biden. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen to that dear boy. Nothing's going to happen. He's such a little booger. He's always in trouble, smoking crack, leaving cocaine in the West Wing. Taking millions of dollars from the Chinese and Ukrainians. Bad boy. You're on restriction. <laughs> you can't go to Camp David for two weeks, Mr. Man. Nothing's going to happen to that guy. But I'm thinking about Fox News because they, they kind of messed me up yesterday. Um, I, I, you know, my wife is doing this night class uh, uh, to become a community health worker. And Monday nights is, is class night. And it, so Monday, Mondays and Wednesdays, old Uncle Sean tends to stay up just a smidge later. Because uh, the class goes to about 8 o'clock, and it's on the west side. And so we come back home. And uh, normally uh, on the way home, because we don't want to cook anything, because we're tired, we go get something to eat. Uh, just the two of us have a little mini date night. Then we go home, and usually it's around 9.15. And last night we got out of the class. We <laughs> we went to Taco Cabana. Uh, and then we went home, and I op- I go inside, I turn on the TV, and Gutfeld's on. And I'm like, oh, holy crap! Oh, we stayed too long! Oh, my God, baby, I gotta go to bed! You know, I I, I got messed up. I thought it was like 10, 15, 10, 30. Like, I can't believe we stayed there so long, baby. I gotta go to bed. She's like, what is wrong with you? It's 9, 15. And then I remembered the, uh, the big schedule shift, uh, I guess, went into play yesterday. Gutfeld's on at nine now. Um, is it just me? I didn't. I didn't really pay very close attention, but it seemed to me like they changed this set a little bit. Like it's a little more, a little smaller. I don't know. Maybe a little more intimate. I'm not sure if I was seeing something or not. I don't know. I'm just not used to seeing him at nine, so it messed with my mind. Uh, they've you know yanked Laura Ingram to the front of the list there, as far as the the nightly. Uh, uh, lineup, I, which is fine with me. I never got the Laura Ingram thing, to be honest with you. I don't get why. 
I don't get I don't get Laura Ingram. I don't get that whole trip. She's very awkward on the air. She she seems really unpleasant. I, I don't know. So she's at the very beginning of the of the of the schedule now. And Tucker's got the coveted uh or not Tucker. Uh Jesse Waters has the coveted Tucker slot there. And frankly, uh, to be honest with you, I'm also tuckered out, but I'll talk about that later maybe. So Jesse's got the big one, uh, and then uh, uh, Hannity comes on, I think, after Jesse. And a little bit of him goes a long way. Uh, let not your freaking heart be troubled. If I hear that one more time, I'm going to barf. And uh, I, then uh, Gutfeld comes on at 9 now. And then they have Trace Gallagher with his show coming on at 10. So whereas in my normal schedule, uh, I, I tend to be, you know, going to sleep around 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 the time Gutfeld comes on. I'll watch the opening monologue on Gutfeld, and I'll watch a few minutes, and I'll fall asleep. Now it's Trace Gallagher, who, might I add, I, I, you know, of this whole thing, of the shifting of the chairs on the deck of the Titanic, as it were, as, uh, as Trey mentioned earlier, um, moving Gallagher up, I think, is a great move. I love Trace Gallagher. He's solid. He's a news guy, you know, he, uh, I like him. So I, I, I sat and watched, or laid in bed and watched that show last night. But, I, you know, all this moving around, I don't think it's going to help him at all. Uh, they, they seem to be flailing a bit, you know, uh, since Tucker got, you know, axed. Tucker's loving it, by the way. I think he's having a time of his life. But Fox News just feels weird, doesn't it? You know, and, and I, I, I've, I've shifted or, or changed how I watch Fox News. Uh, I'm the first to admit, for the past 20 years, uh, I'm one of those guys that kind of left it on all the time. If we're not watching anything else, I, I always had the Fox News going. And, and in large measure, I, I really appreciated the product, frankly. Uh, and uh, and I like to have it on in case something happens. If there's breaking news, I want to see it. I don't do that anymore. Um, I, I don't. You know, I I leave it off for the most part, and I I if I'm walking through the living room, I'll turn it on and check to see if there's any breaking news or any, if there's anything going on, and if there's not, I just turn it off. Uh, plus, you know, my my wife, my wife actually does probably about eighty percent of the prep for this show because she's taking news notifications all the time. She has a whole bunch of news outlets that uh, notify her of stuff, of stories, of breaking stories locally and nationally. And so I rely on, if my wife says, hey, did you hear this is happening? <laughs> I do that instead of putting on the Fox News. I'm just, I don't know, it just, everything seems awkward with Fox. But what about you? Are you are you still consuming the product? I, I think we were talking about this in Where and Rhyme. I think people are kind of falling into. Well, let's let's make three columns. People are falling into three different columns. I think with with Fox News, you have the people that really never liked it, never really watched it, or who peeled away a number of years ago because they realized they could get every bit all, all the news they needed online on their freaking phones. Uh, I think there's people like like Trey doesn't watch it at, at all. He, he it's he doesn't watch it. He doesn't like it. He didn't. It's, it's a bad product. He doesn't watch it. Uh, I think there's a fair amount of people who, after the Tucker thing, uh, just cut bait completely and utterly. It's kind of like that that marketplace that we're in that I was discussing yesterday, where people will do things. I'm not saying Trey's does this, but I mean a lot of people are not watching Fox on point, right? It's about Tucker, and they felt felt he got a raw deal. They feel they're trying to censor people, and so they they cut bait on Fox totally. And for that reason, I think there's probably a fair amount of people who are like me now, though, who who used to leave it on as a matter of course, and just don't anymore. So I I, I don't think the the new lineup's going to help them all that much. Uh, it's it's been kind of weird, frankly, over the past couple of weeks. Watch them just gush about this, and this is going to be great. Uh, Laura Ingram said that I think something to the effect that she's not self-important at all. Something to the effect that America needs this new lineup. It's vital to America and the survival of this country that we all have to freaking endorse Sean Hannity an hour earlier. Laura, they shuffled you off, babe. Okay. (laughs) Laura, you're on when people are still getting home from work at this point. Okay, sweetheart, go make me a sandwich. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I mean, the only thing that I don't know, if, 
with Gutfeld, I I believe, and this is me, I believe if something's working, leave it alone. Uh, you know, don't mess with it. Gutfeld at ten o'clock our time with James. Would that be eleven? Uh, uh, that'd be eleven o'clock there on the East Coast. I thought that's a perfect time slot for a guy like Gutfeld. I I, I think moving him up an hour, you're you're gonna try. You're trying to bring in the tail end of the audience from you know, shall we say, the family uh, time or the prime time lineup. I don't know if that's gonna work for him. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think he was really perfect where he was. So I, but I could be totally wrong. I don't know. All I know is I don't. I, I can honestly say I don't watch Fox nearly as much as I used to, and I'm not a huge Tucker Carlson guy. I mean, I like Tucker. I think he's smart. I'm not following him on Twitter. I don't. You know, I'm not looking at his interview. I'm not tracking wherever he is now. Uh. I'm I'm lazy <laughs> by my own admission, and I would nine times out of ten I'd end up watching Tucker just by because he was on at that time and the TV's on. Uh, I'm not, but then again, I'm not a big commentary guy. I don't really seek out a whole lot of commentary and op-ed stuff, you know, in in my the way I go about things. So I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work for him or not. We'll see. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. All I know is that Gutfeld being on an hour early last night messed me up, dude. Messed up my evening schedule. I thought I was staying up too late. And then you know what happened? I took my sleepy stuff a little too late. (laughs) And I get a very precise time when I take that stuff. Anyway, I'm rambling. Yeah. You stock by 50 KTSA FM 107.1. I'm Sean. Hi. I got a lot of country music news today. Uh, Miranda Lambert. My wife's a big Miranda Lambert fan. I like her. I mean, I don't know much about her. I've, I've uh, some of the songs. I uh, what's that song? Kerosene. Is that that? Her? That's her, right? Yes. That's a great tune. She's you know got a little edge to her, which I like. I mean, I guess. I mean, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not as familiar with her work as my wife is. But Miranda Lambert, you know, whether she's in the right or the wrong, has has brought to folk in, into focus, a, a, I think, an issue that a lot of performers are probably trying to wrap their minds around. And actually, culturally, it's just kind of the new way we live. It's we live in the era of the selfie. And Miranda Lambert is doing a. She's working Vegas now. She's got one of these residencies. It's called the Velvet Rodeo. <laughs> That doesn't sound weird at all. I think I went to a couple of velvet rodeos back in the in the eighties, and I tell you what, on occasion I still chafe. So anyway, uh, she's doing a, a Las Vegas show, and she starts singing one of her songs, and she stops, and she she says, "I'm pissed off. It's pissing me off." She's got some women, I guess, or somebody, some fans in one of the rows up close to the stage, and they're taking selfies. And she gets upset about that and uh, says, I don't like it at all. No way. He said, I'm going to stop right here. Let me just, I'm going to stop right here for a second. These girls are worried about their selfie and not listening to the song. It's pissing me off a little bit. I don't like it at all. We're here to hear some country music tonight. I'm, I'm singing some damn, some country damn music. Sit down. Shall we start again? And. You know, people are kind of tracking on both. I think the vast majority of the responses she's received have been really negative. I guess some people got up and walked out when she said this because their their point is, well, hey, my ass is paying a lot of money to be here. I'll take all the damn selfies I want. You know what I mean? Now, I, now I, I see both sides. I mean, I, I'm not a performer. I mean, I, I've done some poetry stuff. You know, where where people are being noisy and loud and you just got to kind of keep going. I don't know what it's like to stand on stage when you're a major performer and you're you're trying to focus on, on what you're doing and you got a bunch of yahoos taking selfies and googly eyes and stuff. But at, at the same time, you're a professional. Get over it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it. Get over it. I mean, you know. The musicians are sticking up for her. Are, well, I could see that. Yeah. And it's a very soft song that she was doing. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Here's a. Hey there, Mr. 
Mr. Oh, I've heard this. I have heard this. So she's doing a, a very song. quiet song. Yes. So that's probably that's what ignited probably ticked her. her off. That yes. you should be listening. This is a really quiet moment. Let's all be in this moment together, and you're taking freaking selfies. Yes, that's what it was. I, I, that's what started the fire. I could okay. I, I you know I I kind of see her point, and I'd so it certainly makes sense why the performers would. Would take her son because the, I, I imagine this goes on a lot. I mean, we, we I think the larger the larger conversation. If you want to call up on this, and also we're going to get some gunslinger tickets away next half hour in a little bit. So if you if you want to go, uh, be listening. Um, uh, uh, we live in this moment where it, it seems like it's, and I'm not saying I'm not guilty of this myself. Okay, I'm not preaching from high atop Mount Olympus here. I'm I'm just a self. I'm a selfie taking weirdo, just like you are. Okay, but this really weird shift has taken place in the human condition where rather than just experience something, we want to get a record of us experiencing that something. Right. So the memory is no longer good enough. It's no the memory of it is no longer good enough. So if you're going to a concert and you're seeing somebody you really, really like or whatever, it, it, rather than enjoy the the moment of it and the experience of it and have a memory of it, people want to record them having the memory of it so they can share it on social media and look how cool I am, look where I am. And I, I've done it. I'm, I'm no different. I don't know if that's a healthy thing, though. In fact, I'm fairly certain it isn't. You know, I, I think... Maybe, you know, it, it's time to uh, start thinking about getting back into our lives and, and just experiencing it uh, for the sake of, of the memory we have. The pesky thing about a memory is unless you can write or you can paint or you can write a song sharing that experience, you really don't you know, have any options for how you share that experience other than just telling people about it. But you know what? The telling other people about it is probably the better way to go. I have, in fact, you know, I have this recurring dream that's kind of odd that keeps popping up in my head. This is weird. I'm going to take you into my dream world, okay? Great. And well, I think it's because I know kinky and and, and that stuff. But I, I, I have this recurring dream where someone I really freaking admire is in my dream, and I happen to be interacting with them. And, and I'm being serious. In the dream. We're talking and say, hey, can I get a selfie real Can I get a picture with you real quick? And I go to take a picture, and the damn camera doesn't work. And I can't get the camera to – I'm trying to take the freaking picture. I can tell the person is – Clint Eastwood was in one. He's getting pissed off at me. I got to go, kid. You know, And I'm like, no, just please. I can get the picture. And then – have you had this – invariably in the I dream, have, the I famous have. person strolls off. I have no record of the meeting, and yet I was so focused on taking a freaking picture, I didn't interact with him at all. I have that dream over and over, so I'm not the only one. Yeah, I'm not the douche. Okay, I, we're all, yeah, I, I'm just saying, it kind of. I think it's God talking to me. Like it's not about social media. It's not about the picture. Be in your life. Have the experience. So maybe we need to start getting back to that. You know what I mean? That idea. That it doesn't. Everything doesn't have to be a video. Everything doesn't have to be a picture. Everything doesn't have to be a selfie. Just have the freaking experience, man. Okay. What about this? That uh, people won't believe you because we didn't have cell phones when I hung out right. with, with Brad Pitt in '95. You can't. Right. It's it's a story, and you either believe me or you don't. But I I would love to have a a picture sure, of that. Sure. Well, that's why people do it because you want to have. Well, hey, this happened. Let me tell you, man. The first, when I put when I got that picture of me, Willie, and Kinky, which is arguably like one of the coolest Facebook pictures ever created by man, by human beings. I admit that. I posted that. I had like you know people were going nuts over that thing. And no offense, but I was higher than a kite. I'm just saying, you know, it you having a you know image of something from something really cool that happened is is yeah, it's cool. But we're now foregoing, in a sense, the I actually had an experience that night, okay? The picture, the picture taking was the very last part of the night, all right? There was a lot of fun that led up to that picture on my Facebook page. But we're getting to the point now where, like, in the, these weird dreams I have where we're foregoing the actual experience 
to get the video or the selfie, and, and maybe that's a little messed up. All right. 210-599-5555. Ask your smart speaker to play us. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Man, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. I'm Sean. This is my show. It's only Tuesday. I'm already getting the Friday sillies, man. It's uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Um, you know, as if you've been listening to me for any length of time, you know that the only other the only other industry I've ever worked in besides broadcasting was, in fact, convenience store maintenance. I have worked in six convenience stores. I have worked in two 7-Elevens, one Valero, uh, one Quick Mart, uh, one Exxon, and a few others I can't remember. <laughs> it just, I actually always kind of enjoyed the work. You know, I, I did. I don't, I don't want to do it now, all right, but I already, <laughs> you know, I, it was kind of an interesting gig to have. I always work graveyard shift, you know, and you get your chores done there, your nightly responsibilities, and I'd just sit on my ass and I'd write poems on the on paper bags, uh, for, I, for whatever reasons, I would just write poems on those little paper bags at the store. I, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it in a weird way. Uh, but one of the more depressing things to see when you're working at a gas station or a quick mart or whatever are the poor schmucks who roll in on Friday afternoon after they got paid. And I, I, I have, with my own eyes, watched dudes just grease their entire paycheck playing scratch-off lottery tickets. Uh, you know, and these are not people making a lot of money. And, and the thing is, you can't legally say anything to them. Like, if, if I'm working at convenience, I don't know if the, this was, you know, 20 years ago, but I mean, if, if the laws were still in the books, when I was doing it, you, you couldn't say to somebody, hey, why don't you stop? <laughs> You're losing all your money. Because what people would do is they'd play, they'd buy a bunch of scratch-offs. Then if they won like, I don't know, 40 bucks or 60 bucks, well, they'd dump that 60 bucks while they're standing there right back into the scratch-offs, and then eventually they'd lose it all. Uh, and that, you know, and that always kind of bothered me. Uh, but but still, that that's about choice. I, I, I myself have no issue with the lot with the lottery. Some people think it's bad. Dave Ramsey, don't bring up that you play the lottery around Dave Ramsey, man. And I get his point, you know, it's, it's, you're just giving money away. It's, it's, you're, you know, on some pipe dream, you know, the, the odds against anybody winning the lottery are pretty astronomical. You know, I, I think the, the Powerball, and I'm bringing this up because of the Powerball, the Powerball is at a billion dollars for tomorrow night, a billion dollars. And, uh, you know, as Dave points out, you, you, you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning 19 times in a row on your left ass cheek than you do, you know, possibly winning the billion dollar pot. Somebody might win it. Somebody might not. Because we have to remember, I'm not, I'm not being, it's all about their balls. I mean, I'm just saying they roll, they actually, it's, they, it's random. It's, it's not even computer generated. They actually... Put a bunch of balls in a in a bowl, and the balls pop up, and that's how you know with the lottery, with the Powerball tickets are. Uh, so I, you know, it, it, the jackpot for tomorrow night is up to one billion, and I, I I'm gonna play. I, you know, I play. I, I'll go home and and on my way home today, today I'll pick up a Powerball. I have absolutely no freaking expectation to win. You know, when it was up over the weekend, I got my wife and I got each of my kids a, a, a Powerball. I knew we weren't going to win. More than likely, we're not going to win, Jack. But we're going to. But it's just some interesting, fun thing to do, as long as it doesn't become a lifestyle. And I don't buy into this stuff that you, you shouldn't. Okay, I, I. You know what? As somebody who's been through all kinds of weird crap in my life, I'd really rather you buy the Powerball. Okay. Than the grain alcohol, all right? <laughs> you know, I'd really rather you, you, well, you know, I'd really rather you buy the Powerball ticket than a fifth of vodka, okay? If you're going to have a, a, something that you do, okay, that may, people might consider to be a negative thing, I'd rather it's a lottery, you know, honestly. 
Uh, but having said that, okay, I, I also want to say this to s- folks who, who, who have this bullcrap going on in their mind. You don't have a system. And if your system, you know, if you, if you think you, you don't have a system, and even if you do, your system doesn't work. I, dude, I had a guy at a Exxon I worked in in Maryland. Dude came in every day and he bought lottery tickets. He had a spiral notebook filled with just runic calculations, you know, and, he, and all these formulas and stuff. Dude never won the freaking lottery as, le- as long as I was there for about a year and a half. I got a system. No, you don't. There's no system to be had, man. <laughs> it's completely stinking random. You can't systemize that, okay? There ain't no damn system. Your system don't work. Your system is you're going to spend a dollar and buy a ticket, and you might win. More than likely, you won't. You get a little bit of joy uh, for a second, thinking that maybe you'll win. And we all sit around, right, and talk about what we'd do with it if we got it, you know? I don't know that we'd live all that differently, my wife and I. I, I think we'd, we'd, we have a, we were very fortunate to have a massive freaking backyard. I got a tiny little house. Not a tiny house, but it's a one level, not a big house, you know? But we have this massive freaking backyard because we're on the curve of the cul-de-sac, if that makes sense. What this means. So I'd put a big honking pool out there. What's that? I was just going to say, you got the big backyard. I was going to suggest lots of room to add on to the home. Oh, no. No, If I add on to the home, only, you know, more cats and people will show up. Okay. So, no, I don't want to add to the house. The house is big enough right now. Okay. If you win the lottery, you're telling me you'll take one of my kittens. If I won the lottery, yeah, but okay. I'm all, all f- I'm all the ends all full up right now, baby, with ten cats. <laughs> I know. And let me tell you something: little boogers have learned how to jump. They're leaping now. That's what okay. They do. I, I, it's like living with spider monkeys. Okay, you, you know, mm, you, wow. what, you, you, you pick one off your, 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 your plate there, and then one's on your back. I mean, they're just they're like spider monkeys. They're crazy people. Except kittens don't throw poop. They don't throw this is true. That's that's where they diverge from the primates. <laughs> they don't throw their own poop at you, but they leave your their poop in your slippers if they feel pissed off at you. That's true. But I'm just saying, I, I don't know that we would live any differently. We would probably just pay everything off and get a big honking pool put in the backyard with like a movie theater. <laughs> Yeah, a movie theater you know, at the pool. Yeah, that's what we do. You know what I mean? <laughs> we get a big honking screen out there and a pool and a jacuzzi. I I don't know that we'd live any differently, though. Here's Tim. Tim, how are you? All right. How about yourself, Sean? Another day in paradise, brother. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking, man, about your dream. My dream? Yeah, your dream. About, was well, that, I'm trying, like, I'm trying to get, I'm I'm hanging out with a famous person, and I'm I'm trying to get a picture with them, but my camera won't. I can't make my phone work. Interpret it for me. How vain am I? You know, it's not that you're vain. It's just that you're going through transitioning in ways. Transitioning. You still there? Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah. And, and this this will come to me because I've been listening to you, and many times even when things have happened in life, you have brought a spirituality to the radio. Well, thank you. And speaking of some different things, uh, to try to give people some insight. Well, thank you but for that. This is the dream. This is what comes to me, is whenever you do that and you start to display Christ most in your life, the picture, it won't take the picture and the people leave because it sheds light on the situation. And sometimes some people, I noticed this here, when sometimes some people draw closer or they display Christ more, certain people distance themselves from you. That makes sense? I, I, I Maybe. I, I really... I think the dream itself, I don't know how much weight I put in the dream interpretation, but I think it really has something more to do with vanity or something like that. I agree with you that the more you embrace Christ openly in your life, there's going to be a lot of people that want to get away from you, and they're not going to, you know what I mean? Well, you know what I mean. You know, they're, 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 they're not going to want to take a picture. They're not going to want to take a selfie with you, you Jesus-loving weirdo. You know, you're a Nazi. So, you know, I, I, you're right. You're absolutely right, dude. So, 
And but I, you have a good one, John, You man. too, man. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Tim. I appreciate it. And, you know, I don't need a selfie with Jesus. <laughs> I got Jesus in my heart, man. I got a selfie right there. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Yeah, man. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I, I'm, I'm giving gunslinger tickets away. <laughs> All week long, uh, it's first responder afternoon, I guess, this weekend. They're, they're uh, doing a match, and uh, if you're a first responder, you get in for free. But if you'd like to go uh, otherwise for free, I'm going to give you a chance to get a family four-pack right now. This is for this weekend, this Saturday, the Gunslingers. Uh, give us a call. James is first person that gets on the phone. Give him a, give him a family four-pack of tickets. We'll do this again tomorrow. And through the rest of the week, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, and you're going to see the gunslinger. You know, our whole conversation a minute ago kind of cracks me up when I really think about it. Wouldn't it be perfectly us, and I mean us humans, in the year 2023, if Jesus did come back now, that we'd like try to get a selfie with him? You know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't listen to anything he has to say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, love and mercy, Jesus. I got. Can, can we get a selfie, please, before you go again? I don't want to wait two thousand years. Come on, come on. This never happens. Let me get G- Jesus. Let me have a selfie. You know, seriously, we'd ask Jesus for a selfie. We we wouldn't care what he has to say. We'd Miranda Lambert, Jesus Christ, we would. You know. Well, when he came around the first time, nobody really got what he was saying. So you know. Now, they, they nailed him to a tree for it. I'm just saying in, in the modern era, if J.C. makes a comeback, man, you know, the I'm back and I'm pissed tour, people, could you imagine trying to get a selfie with Jesus? I'm just saying. Devil be all about it. <laughs> the devil would want drone shots, okay? He, he'd, want, he'd want different angles on your selfies, you know? The devil would stand there all day and take pictures. Jesus would be like, yeah, you know, uh, not, can we talk? You know, put, can you put the camera down? Let's just talk and be cool. Be loving on each other. Uh, 210-599-5555. Uh, that's got to be a poetry book someday, taking selfies with Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to copyright that immediately. It's mine, okay? Don't take it. You, you Here's Jeff. Jeff, how you doing? Yeah, you, you own it. I give it to you. you <laughs> Taking selfies with Jesus. That's perfect. <laughs> anyway, uh, back on the lottery. Yes. My wife calls the lottery the stupid tax. <laughs> well, it's not the most and, intelligent uh, thing people do. That's true. No, no, wait a minute. It's a stupid tax, and occasionally I'll get a stupid tax refund. <laughs> and if you look at the percentages. They were about equal. Right. Well, it, right. The thing is, okay, if, and I, my mom loved playing scratch-off lottery tickets. My mom, she, she, she would, to her dying day, she would tell you, I never drank, I never smoked. Okay, all I do is play my scratch-offs. That's the only vice she ever had. Okay, I, when she was here, I used to get her crap loads of scratch-offs, you know. And what you'll find out, if you play scratch-offs every day, like some people do, more than likely, what's going to happen is you're going to basically come out even. You, you, you know, you'll, you, you'll, you'll make just enough back to kind of pay for what you've invested in it. In it. So it's really just, you, and I appreciate the call, man. It's really just having fun. Right, James? I mean, you know odds and stuff like that, right? The most I've ever won on a scratch ticket is 500 bucks, Right. And that got me to pretty much even for the year. Right. Now, my, I told you my mom did win $35,000 on the scratch-off one time about 20 or 30 years ago. But I think that was karma because, you know, she'd had to live with my dad and her, my, you know, all, all of us dudes, you know, all our life. I think that was some karmic payback for my mom for all the crap we put her through. But she did win $35,000 on a scratch-off lottery ticket. I've uh, got one at home. I got a scratch. I bought a $20 ticket yesterday. For the oh, scratch-off? Yeah. I'm gonna get the Powerball. I'll oh. get me a Powerball on the way home. Yeah, me too. You got it. You got to play to lose. Yeah. What's that? I got to check some tickets because uh, one person in Texas won a million. Oh, did they? On the uh, yeah, I heard that on one of I, the newscasts. I I, I I did not know that. Wild stuff, Ed. <laughs> I don't know why we just evolved into the Tonight Show. <laughs> I did not know that, Ed. 
I just, I, you know, it's just a stupid little thing. I, as long as you don't, here, here's the thing with anything is what I've learned. Okay, if you allow anything to govern your life, it's probably a bad habit, unless it's the aforementioned Jesus, eating, uh, you know, gambling. In my case, vodka. You know, I mean, you know, there's anything, anything that's a quote unquote a vice. Shopping that you allow to control your stinking existence, you have an issue. All right. If you're playing like I play the lottery, maybe I maybe buy one Powerball a month. And if on the rare occasions I have a few extra bucks in my pocket, I'll buy my wife a scratch off. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to have cash. You have to have cash to do it. You can't do it on a card. So, you know, I don't I don't think about it that deeply. I don't. It's not my plan B. <laughs> Winning the lottery is not my plan B. No, publishing my poetry is my plan B. That's uh, my fallback because I just rake it in with that stuff. But you know, just don't anything that besets your mind that keeps you from just being happy and living your life. I, th- I think is probably a bad thing. So yeah, if you're the guy with the spiral notebook that has a system and you obsessively write numbers in a book to try to win the lottery, you might want to consider 12-stepping your way to happiness. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, uh, Christian Blood, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.